fan. Shall we begin? Go, let's go, everybody. Let's go. Good morning. Hey, have a seat for a second. Hold on to your butt. Oh, my God! No way! Hot fives for everybody. Yeah! Personal foul. Clipping. Nine to noon. the shotgun to the end zone and it is caught is it in bounds yes touchdown Vikings he's kicking it is first and ten for the commanders trailing 7-0 from the Vikings 49 Heineke with a straight drop and he the commander's logo he's sacked by daniel hunter and that's four this season for daniel osborne and Thielen stacked to the right on first down kirk play action he's gonna throw it left caught by adam Thielen at the 35 on the run out of bounds at about the 45 and for adam Thielen, that is the 500th reception of his career the vikings Vikings. Heineke play action rolls out to the right on court down. Throws over the middle. Knocked away. Nice job, my man. A Caleb Evans with his biggest play of his young National Football League career. Jefferson slot left. KJ outside of him. Dust the cobwebs off KJ for catches today. Uh, actually, he slot right. Outside of him is uh, Dalvin Cook. Is Kirk. He's going to throw. Single coverage. And it's caught on the run at the 25 of Washington by KJ. Second and 11 from the Commanders. 30 in the fourth quarter. Washington leads 17-10. Heineke eyeballing. Somebody throws it over the middle. Intercepted by the hitman. Shotgun Dalvin to his left, takes the snap. Cousins throwing a fade to Dalvin in the end zone. And he caught it! Back left to the end zone! Touchdown! Way to go, Dalvin! Dalvin Cook from Kirk Cousins has made it a one-point game. And for Dalvin Cook, that is going to be the fourth receiving touchdown of his career.
Vikings to a 2017 lead. That deserves a wow. And it's a Friday, and it's Buffalo Wild Wings Coon Rapids getting all the money today for the Friday football. Excuse me? This is seven and one radio, okay? This, uh, friends, this is not three and six radio with a points differential of minus 34, with a quarterback who joyfully usurps the head coach on play calls as they do a football feast from Kroll's West adjacent to Lambeau. <laughs> this is 7-1 Radio. Let's try it again. Welcome to the Friday football... Give it to me! Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Paul Charchian, guillotineleagues.com. Ladies and gentlemen, can I get a witness and a raucous round of applause? Jared Wells, the engineer and the technical guidance. Can I get a witness and a raucous round of applause? We threw so many shirts over there at no charge. Can we get witnesses all the way back there? And rounds of applause. Nordo produces a KFAN, and I'm Paul Allen. Welcome to the Friday Football Feast, courtesy and copyright FM 100.3 KFAN. And um, how many people, by you know, sound, it's radio, think the Minnesota Vikings are going to have the audacity as underdogs to go on the road, look good, look bad, look good, look bad, look bad, look bad, look good, look really good? and find a way to beat Stefan Diggs and the Buffalo Bills. Can I get a witness? And, and before we get into the game's A topic, um, which happens to be the quarterback position for the Buffalo Bills, it's I, I have been, I guess, maybe I shouldn't be astounded or astonished or surprised at the amount of people the last couple of days where I've heard them say, I really hope Josh Allen plays in this game so we can kind of get a barometer for where we stand. And I'm kind of like, are you out of your freaking minds? <laughs> if we have an opportunity to face a quarterback not named Josh Allen and find a way to a victory and potentially deal with Josh Allen later in the equation, and later in the equation would happen to be a little thing called the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, I'll take that. So let, let's just buy a round of applause. How many people, just to get a heat check for how hot we are, want to see the Vikings take on Josh Allen this weekend? Okay. Wow, that's about half the room. How many people would prefer and or are willing to recognize, with all due respect because of that Minneapolis miracle, Case Keenum is not as good as Josh Allen and your favorite team has a better chance to get an eighth victory if Case Keenum plays. How many people hope Mr. Miracle Case Keenum plays in this game? 
It, it was louder for Josh. It was louder for Josh. And, 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 and I'm still astonished. I mean, if Josh Allen plays, he plays. Uh, why, wait, wait, why are, you, why are you astonished? People don't want to face Case Keenum. I've, I've, I have done very good authority that he's Alex? far better than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but how would you know? Because when the Minneapolis miracle took place, you were floating in the Caribbean Sea off Turks and Caicos because you quit on the season after the fourth week when the running back went down with an ACL. I'm surprised you even know who the guy is. I, I can't help but know who the guy is because I was assured he was the quarterback of the future for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I, we, uh, we went over this 9 to noon yesterday, Nordo and I. When, when a point spread goes from one team favored by nine, that means they're supposed to win by nine or more, according to the bookmakers. On a Tuesday and a Wednesday, it goes from a nine to a three and a half and crosses the ever vital, pivotal, uh, speculative, senior spotty number of seven. It just blows by it like that number doesn't even exist. Yeah. Well, that's an indicator in a roundabout way that Josh Allen probably is not playing in this game. So that that's how I head into the weekend expecting Keenum. And if Allen plays in the game, then Allen plays in the game and we deal with it. But to, to those disappointed if Josh Allen doesn't play, I mean, I think it's like get over it for now. It's a better chance to win against Case Keenum and get that one or two seed yeah, in the NFC. That's what matters most. Can I get a witness for that one or that two up in this thing? That's why you want the win, is you want to play home games in January and mm -hmm. getting going to 8-1, and one, that makes a big difference. Yeah. And, you know, it keeps the Eagles a little honest, too, right? Eagles right now, they're talking, they're literally talking about an undefeated season in Philadelphia. We want them to not be able to lose a game because we want to stay on their heels. Right. They got the tiebreakers. They've already beaten us, but we want to, we want to stay within range of them. Right. Well, the, the Buffalo Bills outside of, uh, you know, it's it, for, for those who aren't elite AFC minds, and, and I follow the AFC in cursory fashion. I don't play a lot of fantasy football. Uh, Paul Charchian is the identity of fantasy football. So he's following the nuance and the intricate nature of the American Football Conference and or the Buffalo Bills closer than me. And, and you know, there are names for the Buffalo Bills, including Josh Allen, uh, who are very dicey into this game. Yes. And they, they have a linebacker. Their best. What's going on? Welcome. They. Um, God bless you. We. Uh, they, their best defensive player, for for my taste, is their middle linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. Now Von Miller's up in here. He's HOF. Von Miller's up in here with eight sacks. They got uh, a former Kane with five on the other side of a uh, Von. Uh, they 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 have a safety named Jordan Poyer who happens to be extremely good. But Tremaine Edmonds, their middle linebacker. Not only is a game-wrecking, tackling machine, he might be the best pass coverage linebacker in the NFL. And Tremaine Ed Edmonds has not practiced the last couple of days. So if he doesn't play in this game, along with a few others, again, you take them as they fall in front of you, the way they fall in front of you, and be careful what you wish for when you're wishing for something like Josh Allen to play. And then, and, and, and obviously to be the best, you got to beat the best. But to be the best, beating the best does not necessarily transpire week 10. So they're, uh, they're a little banged up right now. And good morning. They are banged up, Paul. You mentioned uh, Tremaine Edmonds. He's got a groin and a heel. But that's just the beginning of a long list of defensive injuries that could significantly impact this team. I'd rather have a groin and a heel than a heel in my groin. Ah.
The joy Jordan Poyer, I saw I saw hey. some video of his elbow injury. Yeah. It's pointy. It's got it's all inflamed and pointy. It looks terrible. I can't imagine him. How do you see a it. picture of of somebody's injured elbow? Uh, there was uh, somebody took footage of him walking around at practice. He wasn't practicing, yeah. but he was walking around. Yeah. Oh, it's all it's all engaged, uh, distended and engorged. It's really disgusting. Yeah. I don't think he goes. Defensive end Gregory Russo, high yep. ankle. He may not go. Matt Milano, he may not go. He missed last week. Kyrie. Kair Elam is their rookie cornerback. Yeah, first round pick. Um, his status with an ankle unsure. Dane Jackson is their other cornerback. Next stinger, don't know about him. Their uh, star cornerback from last year, Tredavious White, activated two weeks ago. May or may not make his first appearance in a year. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of moving parts on this defense. You highlighted one of the key ones, Tremaine Edmonds. If he can't go, that opens up the middle of the field for potentially another big game from T.J. Hawkinson. Hawk hey, do you guys like Hawkinson wearing our colors? Uh, Jason? Yeah, that looked pretty good, didn't it? Seriously, man, and this is in no way to run down previous regime or regime za, but at the trading deadline, you know, I, I top of the head, I can't remember if we've, like, made any deals or anything over the last, say, 20, 21 years. Sure we have. Not, really Not sure. many, I don't think. But, I mean, it's like when, when your favorite team makes a deal at the trade deadline and you're coming at it from 6-1 and one at that point and you're looking to enhance and or amplify something and you make a move for a guy like T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, boy. I mean, that's yeah. a, that somebody, somebody means business with that thing. And then his first catch, 19 yards over the middle for a first down targeted nine times he had nine catches he played 60 plays i mean my man jumped right into the covenant he sure did how about him getting a game ball and tight end coach guy getting a game ball for right. this one who had to work to get him up to speed to play 60 snaps which mm -hmm. is crazy for a player who'd been on roster for five days to go and and play as many snaps as he did it's it's amazing we didn't see more of tj hawkinson sort of lost on the field not knowing what to do because you can can only ask a guy to do so much. Right. It was very, very impressive, and I didn't, I did not see a nine, a nine target, nine catch game coming at all from Hawkinson. That was, that was amazing. They worked him in this quickly. Now, one, you know, minor part, Washington had nothing to go on with Hawkinson, and really even us utilizing a tight end. We yeah. had very little film to see. Now we've now we've exposed a little film on how we'd like to use TJ. The Bills mm -hmm. coaching staff and Leslie Frazier have that at their disposal. So you don't have the element of surprise as much in this game right. with T.J. Hawkinson. A four-and-a-half game, game lead in the NFC North. I mean, is it Secretary at Sham? Is the NFC North over? Midway point of the season is halftime of this game. I mean, it, it's dicey at times, even with a four-and-a-hook lead. To say something's over like that? No, nah, it's kind of over. It's kind of over. It's right? kind of over. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I, I know. Even if the Vikings... Uh, lose this week. They'll, they'll, they're, they're underdogs this week. They will probably be underdogs next week against Dallas, but don't know yet. That'll be close. Um, even if they lose those two, this team should be able to coast to the finish line and win the division. The, uh, the, te the team in the division that's playing the next best is clearly Chicago, which I did not think that we would be talking about. Mm -hmm. But the way this offense is going and the improvements with Justin Fields is downright impressive. And, you know, they, they lost some key defenders, which I think hurt them short term, but 
Man, the Chicago offense is clicking right now, and Justin Fields is breaking down defenses, and they've got some good young defensive players. We'll watch what they do the rest of the way. Yeah. They could find them. They could scrap their way into a playoff spot before it's over, but they will not contend for the You think position. Dallas handles the green and gold this weekend? Easily. I mean, it should be right. I mean, Rashawn Gary dead. Yeah. Um, Devondre Campbell's hurt. Right, but Dobbs. Um, Dobbs is out. Yeah, yeah. Romeo Dobbs. Uh, Big a deal. A a Aaron Jones is, uh, you know, he's in a walking boot two days yeah. ago. I just, I don't. Man, it's hard to see that version of the Packers team being competitive here. Right. So uh, uh, that's the lot in life. That's where we are. Coon Rapids Buffalo Wild Wings got all the money today for the Friday football. <laughs> PA in charge, KFAN. Thanks for coming out today. Chad Greenway is going to join us shortly, plus much more, courtesy of TimberTech and TimberTech.com. Welcome to the Friday football feast in advance of a big game against the Buffalo Bills. And um, we'll be back after the cash thing and much more. Good morning. The fan along with Grand Logistics, they want to give you a shot to put a grand in your hand with the National Cash Contest. All you got to do, go to KFAN.com, enter the keyword dollar. You might win a thousand of them. Go to KFAN.com, National Cash Contest, enter the keyword dollar. Good luck. It's the feast, 9 to noon. It's the fan. To listen to the fan. and the Grey Duck Spirits. Uh, Chad Greenway joins us en route to his home state of uh, South Dakota. Sadly, not able to be with us this week at Buffalo Wild Wings, Coon Rapids. And uh, it's packed with a bunch of uh, game-changing, game-worn 52 jerseys here today as uh, Chad Greenway joins us now. Uh, Game-changer, big-time tackler guy, and elite daddy. Uh, what's going on there, Chad Greenway? You okay? What, what is going on, man? I'm sorry I'm not there today. I love Coon Rapids. It's always popping off. Um, we are heading to South Dakota State University for a little college visit uh, for the for the oldest. Excellent. Hold on. Um, Chad is sad that he can't be here today. So can I get witnesses and raucous rounds of applause for one of the great defensive players in the history of the Covenant? Amen. They're a little bitter you're not here, I'll be Thank honest, you. Chad. Thank you. Uh, the uh, yeah, games... I Games it's Nordo's fault. We're going to blame Nordo. That's all we're going to do. No, it's my right, fault. Uh, He's not here. No, actually, we're not going to do that. We're going to blame you, but we're going to move on uh, for, for games <laughs> at Buffalo with uh, the Calcutta Clipper, and the wind blows in and the wind blows out, late front influence. Uh, you played one in 2014. I, you know, I'm, I, I was up a little late last night. That, that 2014 game, uh, how did that thing end, and did you happen to have a big impact in it? Yes. Do we have to talk about this? What? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Orton Chandler, uh, Orton Watkins, Dagger. <laughs> but but I can't. Uh, the month you played there, it was early November, so you know it was kind of the same. Um, where it's going to be 40-ish this weekend, high 30s. Uh, the winds are going to be key in this spot, Chad. 
uh, with uh, winds between 15 and 25. Could be a little bit of snow. If, uh, if it ends up being a weather game and Case Keenum's at quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, I ain't tripping on Case Keenum throwing deep trying to cut through that wind. Are you? No, I'm not. I, you know, the thing about this game, though, is you talk about Josh Allen and the injuries. You talk about all the things that are going on with this team. Uh, Charge just went through the whole list of, of might-bees or might-plays. Um, you know, the thing, though, is this is, a, this is a really, really hard place to play. Whether you have great fans, an incredible fan base, you have a team that's been just really good and deep. Um, but, again, you know, we're a good football team, and we've, we've, we've been against good teams and played well. Can we go do it on the road now? You know, the only real tough environment we've been to is Philly. Uh, Monday night, tough game, tough environment, and we and we laid an egg. Now, this, you know, if the Bills are not healthy, they're not going to be like the Eagles, right? But this is a game we can go in and steal. And I love your point is who cares who's playing quarterback for them? Let's go get a win. That's all that matters right now. All right, let's assume it's Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs are, are going to be on the field together. Do you think they run the Minneapolis Miracle play at least once? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> well, if they're down, if they're down at the end of the game with like ten seconds left, maybe. But other than that, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I see. I'd do it. I would try. I would try to try to recreate it just because. Why not? <laughs> it's fun. It's a game. Why not have fun with that opportunity to to do that against the Vikings? Yeah. I'd I I, th- I hope they do it. I think it'd be great. Uh, what do you think of the uh, this evolution of Kirk Cousins? Now we've got Kirko. We've got. Uh, Kirk Thuggins, I think, uh, is the other name yeah. that we're going with. Kirk. The Kirk Thuggins, though. Kirk Thuggins. What do you What do you think of this evolution of Kirk? I think this personality he's showing, and like this, this uh, sort of uh, this excitement that's coming out of him is so authentic and pure. And I think it's just a reaction to his this team. I think he loves this team. I think they're on just a good vibe. When you're winning the NFL, there's nothing more fun or more exciting than, than being a part of that. And he's obviously enjoying himself. And how do you not be excited when you have T.J. Hawkinson you can throw to over the middle? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you go get a weapon like that midseason. Um, you now have this massive weapon you can that he used on third downs. It was crucial. And he gets on the on the plane and just lets loose. You know, I love, I love the jewelry around the neck, but the shirt off is what really had me. Uh, did you think he had abs? Of course he has abs. Come on, he's a high-level athlete. I don't know. Look, Peyton Manning didn't have abs. He was a high-level quarterback. Tom well, Brady doesn't it. have abs. Come on, different animal, different different guy. I know. I didn't. I did not know Kirk had abs, and that's uh, I, that was I, that was eye popping for me. Did not expect that necessarily. Um, the running game for the Vikings has been kind of up and down. Honestly, we've had a couple of sal- we've salvaged some decent days, like the long run in Miami. Otherwise, haven't really gotten been able to put that together. And this is a great run defense. No running back has reached 48 yards on the ground against uh, the Bills up until a couple of weeks ago. The last couple of weeks have had a little bit more. What do you think about the state of the Vikings' run game with Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I haven't been excited about it. I think that's one thing that you look at this offense and we just have not found a way to get it going. And in, in a game like this weekend is a game you need a running game. Can you quiet this crowd? Can you sustain long drives? You're going to need a running game that's going to be effective. And, like, and you just said it. We haven't proven to be that. So... If you can go into Buffalo and run the football decently well um, and just give Kirk good situations on third down and second down, man, you're going to help this football team have a chance to win. But, you know, they have not proven to be able to do that, at least at least consistently. Um, but they cannot just go away from it. You have to stay with it. You have to stay the course with the run game and keep honest. And I hope they, I hope they find a way to run the football this weekend. 
A Jack Greenway, courtesy of Grey Duck Vodka and Grey Duck Spirits. This is the Friday football feast. So, Stefan Diggs, it's a, you know, I don't know that he would view this as any kind of a revenge game. You know, I think in time, maybe it's, it doesn't really factor that way for a lot of people, but would love to see the Diggs versus Patrick Peterson matchup. Oh. On the other side, you've got maybe a Caleb Evans making his first NFL start. Talk to me a little bit about, about Stefan Diggs in this uh, in this game against his old team. Yeah, I mean, his, his ability to route run and just be in the spot he needs to be at is just incredible. I mean, that's what makes him so good, his route running ability, his speed, his change of speed. Um, I, I'm going to find it interesting when Pat P is up against him and Pat P's ability to study and educate himself about the route combinations. And if he can just stay in front of Stefan, I mean, that's really the biggest thing is if you understand what they're trying to do and you know the route concepts because of alignment, assignment, you know, depth of route, um, all the things that Pat P's been studying, man, you can get a massive advantage. And if he can do that, he has a chance to compete at a high level against Stefan. You know, and I think it's a bit of a revenge game for Vikings fans. I mean, the way Stefan left us, uh, the way it all ended, um, I think left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And I wouldn't mind going to Buffalo and getting a win. Chad Greenway joins Grey Duck Vodka, greyduckspirits.com. Chad, the, you're very familiar with Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the Bills. What makes Leslie such a good defensive hey. coordinator? His defense is arguably the best in the league. I uh, love him. Love everything about him. Um, you know, yeah. he's not playing the same team that he implemented here in Minnesota. He's playing a much more diverse team. Um, and he's just a good football coach. He starts with being a, an elite person, a great person. Um, think Tony Dungy. Um, and just that type of mentality and personality. Loves his players. He makes guys want to play for him. And I think that's what you get is you get a group of players that want to, that are motivated and want to play well for Leslie along with the scheme that's more dynamic than the Tampa 2 scheme he was running here, and you have some players. And if you have all that combination, you have a good combination of, of a good defense. Chad, I, I haven't quite uh, come across anybody like Zadarius Smith. You know, and, and back when you played, we got the calf roper with all those sacks. And, and so you know what good pass rushers really look like. But mostly from the defensive end spot as an end hand in the grass, and 4-3 um, and, and defense. Zadarius Smith, ma'am, I mean, he's big, he's thick, he's violent, and he roams around to find his prey. He, he's just, I haven't come across anything like this. What do you think? Yeah, he is unique, man. Um, he, he can play so many different positions and hurt you in so many different ways. Good against the run, a great pass rusher, and, and every time I see a video of Kirk Cousins having fun, I see Zedarius. I think his personality has really rubbed off on this football team. And uh, the fact that he was a Packer a year ago and now he's crushing with us just makes everything sweeter. Um, he is a unique – his body type is unique. I mean, he is he is strong as a bull. I mean, it's, it's really impressive what he's accomplished. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, last one for me, Chad. I want to ask you the same question we asked our, our audience here. Would you rather face the Bills with Josh Allen so you can get a real sense of how good your team is or do you want the backup quarterback in so you have a better chance of getting a W? I'm going to take option C, get the win. Yeah, yeah. and you it's know, ben Lieber, it's, 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 ben Lieber was on the radio show yesterday. And, you know, Ben, as the analyst uh, a analyzing the game on the sideline and, and as a football fan and, you know, kind of being a representative of this jam-packed throng we have now, the, the, I heard the same opinion that I've heard several times where, 
it's, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. So, yeah, we want to see Josh Allen so we can, you know, kind of get a barometer on where the Vikings stand against one of the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. Where even though, first of all, it's a team game and there's more to it than Josh, but the getting the one or the two seed, it's that that trumps everything in this conversation. And then I asked Ben, the former football player, well, as a linebacker, who would you rather face, Josh Allen or Case Keenum? He's like, oh, Case, not even close. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. You'd rather play Case all day long. But Ben nailed it. I mean, the reality is, is you just all you care about is, like, look at the last two NFC title games, right? You have to go to Philly. You go to New Orleans. I mean, you don't want any part of those games. You don't want to have to go on the road. You want to be able to take care of home field. And if you can do that, man, you give yourself a great chance. I mean, we play well at U.S. Bank Stadium. Our crowd is, is electric. We need to take care of that. So at this, at this point in the season, you don't care about how you win them. You don't care about who you play. You care about the W. That's all that matters in this league is win and move on, especially if we look the next four weeks. I mean, at the Cowboys next weekend, if you can get a win here, man, you really take control. I mean, the division is, is, is essentially locked up with the win this weekend, um, if it's not already. And you put yourself in a great spot just to compete with you and the Eagles as this thing goes down. And you don't know how that's going to shape out. So just keep yourself connected to the Eagles as close as you can. Safe travels, my brother. Uh, God bless you. And uh, we will see you next week, okay? You bet. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Chad Greenway, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? How about that? Hey. Gray Duck Vodka, Gray Duck Spirits. Appreciate you, Chad. Uh, when 9 to Noon continues from Buffalo Wild Wings, Coon Rapids, in advance of uh, main man Gabe Henderson, who does elite work for Vikings.com and the Vikings Entertainment Network. He'll be here at 10 o'clock. Uh, we have uh, Bikes Bites, guided by Nordo uh, from the 651 Carpet Studios. But first, the Vikings report from associate head coach Mike Patton. Time now for the Vikings Report on The Fan, presented by the Minnesota Lottery. Vikings assistant coach Mike Pettin joins PA after this from the Minnesota Lottery. How did the 6-2 and two Bills get beat at the Jets? Now, I know it's a division game, and, and that really does matter, but uh, but still, how'd they get beat? Yeah, I mean, is this a rhetorical question? Is there, a, <laughs> is there an exclamation point at the end of that, or is, there, or is that... An no. actual question mark. It's, it, no, it's a question uh, mark with me massaging your football mind because you know more <laughs> about it than me. Uh, of course. I mean, there's the reason why that we all use the cliche any given Sunday. Uh, you look at you look at this year. You know, the, you know the Panthers. You know, blew out Tampa. You know, the Jags blew out the Chargers. You know, on the road early in the year. You know, look at last year. It happened to the Bills. Then, I mean, they were. Um, huge underdog. I mean, the Jaguars were huge underdogs and and beat the Bills. Mm. Um, and then even last year, you look at what the Cardinals were. I don't know, had ten wins or so. You know, ten and two, ten and three, and and uh, got blown out by the Lions, who at the time had the, had the worst record in the league. So mm. you already said it. it's a division game, so right. teams know each other well. You know, they were they were in MetLife, which which can get can get real loud. Um, and I think right now people are hesitant to admit it. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but the Jets are a vastly improved football team. I mean, they've they've won five of their last six. Uh, they're not beating themselves, which I think is is um, is huge. We've talked about it before. A big part of winning winning close games is not doing the things that lose games, and I think that's why they have they have six wins. And you look at the Bills game specifically; they played well on defense. You know, Josh Allen had less than 200 yards passing. Uh, 
they harassed him, sacked him five times, intercepted him twice. And on the other side of the ball, you know, it was a tried and true formula. They ran the ball extremely well for you know, over 170 yards, I think, which helped them control the clock. You know, and they and they made the plays at the end of the game that they uh, that they needed to make. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, of course I think a lot of people expected the you know the Bills to to uh, to walk away with that one because of because of the past history, but. Yeah, I think the uh, a lot of people are realizing it now the Jets are for real. Last one uh, must have been a crazy uh, whirlwind week with T.J. Hawkinson traded from the Lions to the Vikings. Nine targets, nine catches. Uh, the the nineteen yard piece on the first drive on third down was badly needed. You know, you you had a couple of corners sneaking through there, getting to Kirk, where you know looked and watching it back, where maybe T.J. was like dancing around, figuring out what to do. But that would be expected because he just got here. What 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 was the week like with T.J. Hawkinson? Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise for the for the staff. Uh, I knew that we were working on some things behind the scenes. Uh, and the, the staff was pumped when when that news kind of made its way through the through the building because we've 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 gone against them and you know, twice a year and have, uh, know what kind of a problem he, he can be and it was just so hard to believe that that you know last week you know he got here on a you know he's getting his physical on Wednesday morning and you know, made the Wednesday practice and then you know by Sunday he was able to play. I want to say like 60 plays out of the, I don't know how many we had off in 66 or 67. So wow. caught all of his nine, you know, caught all nine of his targets for 70 yards. I think somebody said five of those went for first downs. Um, but that's a, that's a credit to his professionalism and his instant embrace of his, his new situation. And a big part of his success uh, it was his former quarterback in Detroit, David Blouse, as many people know, is, is here on our practice squad. So um, spent a ton of time with him, getting him up to speed, was able to kind of be the translator. It's, it's learning different systems a lot of times is, is, is like learning a foreign language. I mean, everybody know, everybody has similar concepts, but you don't know what they're called, how they're identified. So David did a great job being able to, to translate for him. Um, and then a lot of it, too, is our, our, uh, our tight ends coach, you know, Brian Angelico. I was joking with him. You know, the day after the trade, I said, "Wow, you woke up a better coach this morning." Uh, but he, Ange, has a great gift uh, of being able to take a, a a large amount of complicated info uh, and simplify it and, and get it taught quickly to his guy. So I, I just think, you know, all those factors combined, and and um, you know, he TJ certainly proved you know why he's one of the better tight ends in the league, and and obviously on the fan. Bills game. What you got back there, big boy? Bites, bites. Presented by Northern Fire Grilling and Barbecue Supply, just north of 62 off Shady Oak in Minnetonka, northernfirebbq.com. And I want to start with some audio from a very familiar voice and face, Stefan Diggs. Yeah, my time in Minnesota was amazing. I love it. I still date back to be like, uh, I had a great time in Minnesota. I don't know. I don't have any. Uh, bad taste in my mouth at all there was some great people great players uh great coaches it just didn't work out your guys's thoughts on stefan diggs first opportunity post the trade to uh face his former team and him saying he loved his time here he did have a lot of success well it, it ended terribly and it ended with him no longer wanting to play for the team in my belief because he no longer wanted to play with the quarterback 
And, you know, we're, Nordo and I are at Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center on a Wednesday when this, this whole thing popped, and, and Steph didn't practice that day. And, I mean, he might not even have showed up for the mandatory Monday meetings after a game. So Steph really put, uh, I mean, I guess the proverbial horse before the cart, he put himself before the team, and, and, and that obviously didn't go over well, but he wanted out, and then he got out. His, his, you know, his, his final touchdown catch was in that playoff game against San Francisco, and um, the long pass in his career is still from Cousins. Uh, the long run in his career of 27 yards is still with the Minnesota Vikings. And while I agree with Steph that, that there is, you know, love and reverence for those who bring you into the league and give you an opportunity to play, it, sadly, it ended terribly for Steph here in Minnesota. Yeah, this was a, it was heartbreaking when Steph shunned us. And he shunned Kirk. I took it very personally, as you can imagine. I did, did not appreciate that whatsoever. Take that, Steph Hader. Yes, um, but it's the rare win-win. And what we forget, what we forget now, when Steph made that move, Josh Allen wasn't Josh Allen yet. Right. He was on the cusp of becoming Josh Allen, and yep. and Stephon Diggs has helped him become who he was. Yeah. But at that point, he was still an erratic, big-armed, erratic passer, spraying balls all over the field. Big time. Nothing like the Josh Allen that is in command of the offense like we have now. His first career win as a starter was against us in oh, 2018. Oh, we remember. Remember all too well. Yeah. Vikings, they're 17 and a half point favorites, as you recall. Yeah. That thing was over in the first quarter. I know. That was a that was a bad, bad loss. Nordo um, cried. Nordo cried. The <laughs> it's turned into the rare win-win scenario. Big time. The Vikings got the draft pick uh, with which they used uh, to get Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Jefferson is every bit, if not better, than Stephon Diggs. He's younger, and he's currently been cheaper. Yeah. That's going to change. Uh, Justin Jefferson's going to become one of the highest-paid players in the NFL this next offseason. Yeah. Um, but it's the rare win-win, and both the, both teams have been ultimately better off for the move. Uh, the fantasy football feast uh, emphasis on the fantasy part of the equation, Paul Charchian, guillotineleagues.com. You probably know this. I didn't. Steph is the he's the only player in the NFL to have at least 60 receiving yards every, every game. game this season. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when I said that to somebody yesterday, they're like, well, we're happy for you, 60 receiving yards. No, every game. Yeah. I mean, you can count on him every single game for at least this. He's hot right now, too, over his last four. 451 and three touchdowns uh but the keenum allen thing factors big time in, into the Diggs equation yeah and where the, the real the real difference here not just for Diggs, that whole offense is it becomes way less vertical right i mean josh allen's probably the best deep ball passer in the nfl Bites, and the biggest arm the you know so many plays that he can make downfield and you know that that all changes a lot what i'm sorry nordo hold on oh nordo the guy in front of me is like does vikes bites have a sponsor Northern Fire Grilling and Barbecue Supply, northernfirebbq.com. Vikes Bites. Pass rushing great. Two-time Super Bowl winner Von Miller had this to say about our Minnesota moving company. This offensive line, they, they are probably the best offensive line that we've seen so far from O'Neal to Derrissaw on the, on the other side. Left tackle and right tackle. They are a, a one-two combination, a two-one combination, however you want to look at it. You know, Vaughn didn't mention Bradbury or Ezra <laughs> no, or Ingram. Did not the guard play, but but yes. for Vaughn, of course, uh, he's focusing on how he handles Mr. Derrissaw and Mr. O'Neill. My question for you guys is, what matchups, if there are particular ones that you're looking most intently at, 
as well, we try to keep Kirk upright, clean, and ready to fire. The, the A topic of what we just heard, and it's the first time I've heard it, and it's HOF Von Miller, all right? There, there has not been a time at the Friday football feast, or quite honestly, I can remember the last 15 years, any player for an opposing defense was quoted on record as saying, this is the, the Vikings offensive line is the best offensive line we've played all season. Now, wow, can I get a witness on that? Oh my God. That's, oh my God, Kirko Chill. What bizarro world are we living in? You know, oh my God, Kirko Chill. It, um, it per Vikes Bites and, and the question about an individual matchup, the, the, the Washington defensive line specifically interior when they moved to Ron Payne inside and and so on it it ravaged it it put Ezra Cleveland potentially on his worst game yeah. of the season it was his worst game and Ezra as everybody around the league will tell you is high end and it's just getting better every single game um well Ed Oliver you know and Ed Oliver when he came out of Houston is a very high first round pick like yeah. eighth overall or something yeah well he was ballyhooed and he has not come close to living up to the hype. He is so in and out. His snap counts are nearly as big as I thought they would be. You know, and, and, and Ed, from what I understand, he can push the button and, and, and zap you every so often. But he's not nearly as good as I thought he was coming into the week. So I guess, how would you answer that question? Like, like matchup du jour on which we need to focus. Well, I, and I, I don't know who is who specifically is going to end up getting the uh, the Ingram assignment here, but you know that's he's been the liability yeah. for most of this year across the offensive line. He's yep. a rookie. Um, see, see that? I'm glad you said that because ninth year defensive tackle Daquan Jones, who we've seen with Carolina. There you go. He's a beef eater, and he's very, very, very strong. But ain't nobody tripping on Daquan Jones getting, you know, working so well with a quick twitch to get back in the backfield like Deron Payne or Jonathan Allen. There you go. I ain't tripping on that. Yeah. Uh, this is the this is uh, an elite pass rush overall, but injuries can definitely affect that. And we'll see, we'll find out if uh, this ends up being a, uh, a significant part of the storyline yeah. for this game of the defensive injuries that could end up changing things. I'll give you one other matchup that isn't offensive line related. Yeah. They've got a sneaky slot receiver named Isaiah McKenzie, who is yeah. a speedster, who's used to be mostly special teams guy. I thought he was a running back. Uh, well, they would use him as a little bit of a yeah. hybrid guy, but special teams, and he's you know wide receiver, fast, yeah. super super fast. Him on Chandon Sullivan is going to be interesting. They're going to try to they're going to try to do a speed matchup on that a few times. In this but game. but Gabe Davis, from what I understand, is pretty much exclusively outside guy. Yes, and he's very good. Well, Diggs has position flexibility, remember, he from here. He can run from anywhere. So, I mean, that yep. Diggs opposite 39. And the thing yep. with Chandon is Chandon's had some problems at certain times where, you know, he, he just he's given up first downs. But Chandon, kind of like Ed Ingram on the offensive side, uh, Chandon, he hasn't done enough to get the team beat, but he just hasn't jumped over the top to, like, steal the show. Now, at the end of the uh, Washington game, not that it really mattered because the clock was running right down uh, below 10. Uh, but keeping that rube in bounds at the end of the game. That was a big deal. I mean, so like that, you yeah. know, he does things like that too. Uh, Sullivan, you know, most cornerbacks in their coverage in a given game will give up 30, 40, maybe 50 yards if they've had a bad game in yeah. their coverage. Yeah. Shannon Sullivan has given up 100 yards twice in his last three games. It's, it's, it, right now, that's the weakest point on the Vikings secondary. And, 
I'm, I'm putting a Caleb Evans into this conversation too. I think right. this, the watching, watching that slot play is going to be very important. Bites, bites, bites. Uh, last, <laughs> last thing for you. Uh, we all yeah. know TJ Hawkinson made his debut in a Vikings uniform at Washington. Nine targets, nine catches, 70 yards. Yeah. Everybody pretty happy that TJ's in the mix, and I'm sure maybe nobody's as happy as he is. But here's the head coach talking about some of what TJ did so well and maybe what can carry on uh, into game two as a Viking. Really impressive the way he was able to separate on some of those routes kind of in the middle of the field. You know, the ability to throw the ball in between the numbers is it's, it's very important for offenses, not only, you know, every offense in this league, but when you have a guy like Justin and you have other skill players like, you know, Adam and KJ and Jalen. And then if you want to get the backs involved, having a tight end like TJ and, and his ability to really absorb our offense in a very short amount of time and have an impact on the game, we'll continue to try to build on it. Given how the Bills play defense, is this another yeah. potential opportunity with a full week of practice and another seven days of experience and terminology under his belt? Another big game for TJ at Buffalo. It depends entirely on injuries, Nordo. Both of the Bills' uh, elite coverage linebackers may not play. Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds are awesome in coverage. Milano's going to play. And that's a, it's a huge factor. If um, you know, if you get one or one or both out, that it's it certainly helps Hawkinson's opportunities a lot. If they both miss, it would help a tremendously. They both play; it hurts a lot. Prior to this, this is basically the best with them in the game. This is basically the best tight end defense in the NFL. Uh, so this is only Travis Kelsey's top 43 yards or five receptions. No tight end has scored on Buffalo all year. With those guys on the field. They are a fantastic tight end defense. Vikes Bites. What's the sponsor again, Nordo? Northern Fire Grilling and Barbecue Supply, northernfirebbq.com. Uh, we, uh, we are face first, verbally speaking, into Vikings and Bills. We've got some NFL topics coming up a little later. Also, um, Stu Voigt, Minnesota Vikings, um, a legend's immortality. Mm -hmm. uh, Stu's going to be here today at about 11.35, 11.40 uh, to give his thoughts on... Um, on uh, the 2022 Minnesota Vikings. He also All played three Super Bowls, Paul. Eight, right. nine, and 11. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Ain't no doubt. And um, and at the bottom of the hour, about 10.30, 10.35, the Feast Fantasy Five with Nordo and Paul Charchian delivering some, uh, some fantasy football knowledge for you. They've been really, really sharp with this, too, about over the last month, specifically with the middling to the uh, to the one-hit wonder, puncher's chance type players. Uh, so don't miss that at about 10.35. And the Friday football feast from Buffalo Wild Wings Coon Rapids continues when we return to FM 100.3. The kids do call it KFAM. Good to see you.